The Mishnah says in the Sechtes Avos, Ezehu Asher, who is rich, hasameich bechelkai. He who is satisfied with his lot. The Mishnah is telling us, true wealth is not measured by how many physical possessions you have, by how many properties you own, by how many millions you have stashed away in your safe deposit box, or if you've made it onto the Forbes 500 list, but rather, if you are a Sameach Bechelkai, if you are happy and content. Satisfaction and contentment is more valuable than just material wealth. In the USA, a person that earns less than $26,000 a year is considered that they're living below the poverty line. However, the reality is that a person can be considered poor by U.S. standards and still be living a life of joy and fulfillment. And on the other hand, a person can be earning millions of dollars a year and they're wallowing in misery. Why is that? Because true wealth is not related to a dollar amount. It is based on what satisfies the person. Wealth is not measured in dollars and cents, but by tranquility and contentment. The question is, if the Mishnah wants to teach us that true wealth is not physical possessions, but rather being satisfied and content, the Mishnah could have said, Ezehu Asher HaSameach. Why was it necessary to add Bechelkai, with his lot? What is the Mishnah adding here? What is the underlying message of HaSameach Bechelkai? So I'd like to share with you an incredible idea from the Archaim HaKadosh. The Pasuk says in Parshas Mishpatim, Im kesef ami, If you lend money to people, imach, To the poor among you, Don't oppress them. Don't act as a creditor. Question is, the Pasuk says, imach, To the poor among you. The word imach seems superfluous. The Pasuk could have said, If you lend money to poor people, don't torment him. The word imach is unnecessary. The Archaim HaKadosh says something very profound. The Rabbani Shalom, for reasons that we don't understand, gives a person difficult challenges in their life. It could be a challenging child, health issues, difficult relationships. It's all part of Hashem's master plan. Poverty is one of those things that Hashem inflicts on people. He makes it very difficult for certain people to earn their livelihood. But what about wealth? Why is it that some people merit fantastic wealth? People have tens of millions of dollars, money they can never spend in their lifetime. Why does Hashem give them so much wealth, more than they can ever need? Says the Arachayim, this too is part of Hashem's grand plan. He gives people extra money. He makes them fabulously wealthy so that the poor who are in need will have an address to come to. Is it pleasant to beg for money? Obviously not. It is terribly humiliating. But that is part of the plan that Hashem has decreed for this person. This is part of the indignities he needs to suffer as part of his lot in this world. But at the same time, Hashem gives another person an abundance of money to sustain this poor person. So in reality, the extra money that the rich person has really belongs to his poor neighbor. It's really the poor person's money, except that Hashem does not want to give it to him so easily. So he makes him go to the rich person and ask him for it to suffer some humiliation. Says the Arachayim HaKadosh, Now we understand the Pasik as ani imach. The Torah is telling the rich man, as ani imach, the money of the poor person is with you. You are holding his money. Why do you think Hashem gave you all this money? Millions and millions of dollars. 
Because Hashem deposited with you the money that belongs to 40 or 50 people in your neighborhood. So you can give it to them in their time of need. As ani, the poor person's money, imach, is with you. You are holding on to their money. Therefore, says the Torah, Don't torment him. Don't act like a creditor. Because in reality, this is truly his money. And now perhaps we can understand why the Mishnah says, When is a person truly wealthy? When can a person attain true satisfaction? When he's happy with his lot. When he realizes that the rest of the money he has is not really his. He understands that he's Hashem's Gabay Tzedakah. He was given the task to distribute this money to the poor. Last week was the yard site of the greatest Baal Tzedakah of them all, Reb Shai of Karistir. A story is told where a man approached Reb Shai for a bracha for Parnassah. And Reb Shai gave this man a bracha for Hashiris. Within a year, this man became extremely wealthy. He travels back to Reb Shai and tells him, Rebbe, I want to thank you for the bracha. And indeed, it came to fruition. But my life has changed dramatically. When I go to shul, they're waiting for me. I go home, they knock on my door, constantly asking me for donations. The phones in the office are ringing nonstop, asking for contributions. Reb Shai tells him, Please give me a list of five people in your town who are very efficient and interact well with the public. He writes down five names. And Reb Shai tells him, Okay, so if you don't want the job as being Hashem's Gabi Tzedakah, then I'll decide between these five who should replace you. He immediately regrets it. He says, Rebbe, no, it's fine, I'll deal with it. Reb Shai tells him, Write down your name on a piece of paper and I'll make a girl between you six and we'll see if you are truly sincere. And his name came out of the hat and he retained his wealth. And he gained a new perspective on Hasameach Bechelkai. He understood that it wasn't all his money. The extra money he had truly belonged to all those poor people. And they came to claim what was rightfully theirs. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.